Come on, Jeepo now. Smile on you, brother. We got a lot to smile about today. Happy 4th of July weekend and wishes for safe health to you and your family. For this podcast, we are joined by another member of our CrossFit Fort Pierce family as I welcome Lori Blandford, talking Whole30, joining the gym, taking control, and changing our lives. Lori, as you will see, needs little introduction. The more I talk, the more you're going to have to wait to hear her. And I'm telling you, you are not going to want to wait to hear what she has to say. You know it has to be good if it's able to shut me up, and deservedly so. Let's get into it. Lori Blanford, it's so cliche to say I'm excited to talk with you, but first of all, after spending six consecutive weeks talking to nobody but Tony, it's exciting to talk to you. But um, you and I kind of started CrossFit at around the same time. Is that right? When, can you talk to us a little bit about um, when and how you got started just in general at CrossFit Fort Pierce? Well, sure. Thanks for having me on here. As much as we all love Tony, I'm sure it'll be nice to hear a little variety. But uh, I joined in November. It was, I'd actually joined right in the middle of everyone doing Whole30. And yeah, and it was interesting to see that uh, go down and to see my family doing it, my brother and sister-in-law. And so that's what interested me. I mean, I joined CrossFit just because I wanted to get in better shape. I love surfing and I wanted to get better at it. And that was my reason for joining. I do not do diets. I do not do nutrition things, never thought I would do something like this. So when I joined, everyone was doing this whole 30 thing. And and just in general, and and I hope you don't mind me saying this, you seem like a completely different person than the person that I met in November. And I don't necessarily mean even just physically looking at you, just the, the, the uh, the way you carry yourself. Is that fair? Do you feel like a different person? Has there been a change? What's the process? What's the difference between who you are now and who you remember being when you first got started? It's hugely about control. I, you know, and, mm-hmm. and making changes to wow. all aspects of your life and got a little emotional, but yeah, uh, it did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. We do. We we Tony and I have been talking about that a lot on the podcast because I mean we started this in a time where nobody is in the control that they want to be in, and you know right. as a parent or as an employee, as a as a you know son or daughter of somebody, as somebody's partner. I mean we're all resenting the the lack of control that we think we have, and so for you to name that so quickly and being able to control what you control. Um, and that's heavy. All right. Have a great podcast, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. We, we could, could leave it at that. <laughs> I, I'm interested in you you naming up front the fact that you don't do diets. And, mm-hmm. and I'm the opposite. I've done every diet. I've done every diet. But, but not very long. I mean, the diets have done me for a time in terms right. of they've gotten the money. I've bought their books and I've maintained the same uh, – body shape and lifestyle over the whole thing. I want to just, before we even get into why Whole30 or what you found or why you went ahead and did it, the Whole30 experience seems very intimidating to me. Yeah. Um, but so did becoming a member of a CrossFit gym. And, and you know, I kind of like that there are people who know me go, really, you do that? As if they just expected that I wouldn't do that because it helps me understand who I was and who I am. It also helps me educate as to some of the ways that people have some assumptions that aren't true. Right. But as it relates to specifically Whole30, 
why isn't it as intimidating as I think it is? Because it is sustainable. And that is the word when I try to tell people when they try other diets or portioning or anything, it's sustainable. It's something you can do all the time. It's something that is not it. it at first, I was scared. I was so scared because I don't like being told I can't do something because then I want to do it. And to be restricted scared me, but doing it, I found in the end, this is the least restrictive thing you can do to change your life food wise. Wow. And, and let's talk about that specifically later, because I think that that's a mechanic that if you're doing whole 30 or even want to know more before you decide, we've got to make more clear. We have to understand that it's not restrictive in the ways Mm -hmm. that folks, um, sometimes, um, convey it to be. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, your first Whole30 meeting. So a couple of days ago at the gym, there's a Whole30 meeting. And and for me, that for me was like leaving church. I felt so I, like I was taking notes like my grandma used to do in the back pew, you know, and wanting to put it out on a refrigerator afterwards. That's how I did. And it had nothing to do with what I was allowed to eat. Do you, did you attend the Whole30 meeting? Do you remember your Whole30 meeting? What your, that the first one, was? yes, I did. I did, you know, when, when we had, what was that? Uh, back in January when I did my first time, my only time until we're about to start now. And I just, I had so many questions and I remember trying to trick the system and asking Tony questions. Well, but what if you do this? And what if you do that? You know, trying to find these workarounds because like I said, I was scared. My diet consisted of cheese, bread, rice, meat. And very little veggies, some fruit here and there. So this diet scared me. I'm like, I don't cook. I get takeout all the time. It, it's more, it was a, a lot, a complete lifestyle change for me, but one that needed to be done. You know, you, you need to not be eating takeout all the time. There was a reason I was gaining, you know, unhealthy weight. And there was a reason I was getting winded when I'm trying to go surfing you know, you needed, I needed to make this lifestyle change. And so even though at that meeting, I was trying to find the little tricks and the ways around things, I under, I, throughout it, I learned why we were doing this. It was more than just the food you're eating. It was conquering so much more than that. Mm. Did you decide to do the whole 30 diet before the meeting or during the meeting or after the meeting? When did it click that you, this was something you were going to do? It was before, because when I saw my brother and sister-in-law do it in November, um, I, I was impressed and I, and I, I could see the change in them and I saw mm-hmm. it worked. And when you see the results on something and when you're being told, you know, 30 days, it's just 30 days. Like you had mentioned it, that, that book put it all in perspective, like losing a parent is hard battling cancer. You know, these are hard things. 30 days giving up cheese and bread. It's really not that big of a beer. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was tough, but I did it. (laughs) And I want to be, uh, careful to not abuse a, a metaphor that, that might be insensitive, but I, I, my day one photo or my before photo, um, I looked under the influence of something. 
Um, I had not been drinking the night before or the morning <laughs> of the meeting, um, <laughs> but but I looked like it. My face was very swollen um, and scowling. I did not decide to do the program until I was sitting in the meeting. And when Tony said, you know, we are the type of person or each of us is the type of person that followed by your action. And, you know, as a slick talking, gaming the system type of person, I can relate when you talk about, all right, so what's, okay, what's the Atkins diet? Okay, I can eat this. I'm going to eat a lot of it. And I'm going to win. Right. I, you know, I got used to, to slick talking the system and, um, and, and realizing I'm the type of person that feels like I need to show people who I am by talking instead of action. And, and I was compelled by the, um, you know what, I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I decided that day to do it. And so, you know, I look at that picture of me and I think, oh my gosh, Neil, what were you on? And I don't mean that jokingly, but I was, I was, my body was in control of me. I'm not even talking about how bloated I was or how much heavier in an unhealthy right. way I was. I'm talking about emotionally, yeah. even intellectually, I was not in control of myself. And I wanted to be the type of person uh, that was in control at least for a few days and see what happened. So, yeah. um, I didn't know what I was going to get that day. And I, and I'm not here necessarily to talk about me, but I'd want to just uh, lift up at least. Okay. Let me rephrase. Of course I am, but I'm going to pretend like I'm not. And, (laughs) and I'm at least going to do that to lift up. Um, You know, we're all coming at this in different ways and for different reasons and finding ourselves benefiting from different points of strength in this program. There's several reasons to do it uh, and several points of benefit. Um, At the end skipping the first week because that's how I want to end our conversation. I, talking about yeah, the first okay. That first week, oof, I got some advice to how to. Good. Know, yeah. yeah. That was a yeah, Let's get that. Let, let's get that. But we kind of, we talked about who we were when we first started this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the end of this. Don't give me a measurement. Cause I know that's not what you want to talk about anyway. Don't, don't allude to an after photo. Tell me about the difference in you, Lori. Um, by not even at but by day 30 the biggest thing that i took out of it is i have been a snacker my whole life i i'm 34 years old and i can't remember a time where at night watching tv i don't snack mm-hmm. and uh, the whole 30 you know oh i could i could get my pistachios out and snack on them but a lot of it is mental and conquering these mental aspects of the cravings and why, you know, it, it, and now I'm just, now I feel like I'm preaching to people. It's like, I could work for whole 30 because I'm saying you're not hungry. You know, if, and, and I I remember Tony repeating it to me, if you finish a meal and you're still hungry, go eat more veggies. And this is my mantra to people. Now you don't need to snack. You don't need dessert. Just go eat more veggies. If you're actually hungry, because I guarantee you're not hungry if you're faced with just veggies to eat, it's just snacking, it's habits, it's really breaking habits. And you know, 30 days forms a habit. And that's why this worked. So that is hands down, the thing I am most proud of is that. And also, my main goal was to actually wear a bikini bottom in public again, because it's been like 10 years. And I do it now. (laughs) Okay, okay. And and because you and I've had off other opportunities to talk, if, if you'll allow me to ask, what I'm what I'm sensing is that has um, perhaps half as much to do with anything physical, and at least half to do with you know an emotional and spiritual strength or an identity of you know who you, who you are. Is that is that fair to say? 
Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Joining CrossFit and doing Whole30 was never about how I look or I want to, you know, I joke about the bikini thing, but that's really, it's just, it's just a benchmark, really. It, this was never about, oh, I want to look good. I want to be skinny. No, I wanted to be healthier and I wanted to get control of myself. Exactly what you're saying. My body was in control of me and now I feel like I'm in control of it. Yeah. And see, I got screwed because I did the November time. So by the time I had something I was more proud of, the sport to the beach is freaking cold and I'm layering up in Washington, D.C. And and so you guys, you guys would only uh, use your imaginations. But but even still, um, the takeaway for me and I think for many of us is is the observations, not from strangers that whistle. I'm still waiting for that day. So if we don't know each other, you see me, it would just mean a lot if you would whistle. Just whistle happy birthday or something. It doesn't have to be a cow, but just whistle. I mean, it just, it's on my bucket list. More seriously, um, people who love me would be saying things like, you you seem different. You, mm. you carry yourself different. And, and for me, that's a compliment that will hold up in my 60s and my 70s and to the times where, um, you know, I'm wearing a parka as opposed to a bathing suit. You can't it's it sounds a little uh, extravagant to talk about a program changing the way we see ourselves. But but certainly for me, and it sounds like for you, this is part of what you got out of that experience, too. Yeah. And that's why I try to share with my friends like I know certain things work for different people, but I just would never, I I just don't understand how there could be something more sustainable than this. This is something everyone could do and be able to really change their life. Obviously I know it's a little cliche, but it did. Right. So, okay. So the promises and they're not promises, but, but the, the testimonies are grand. Let's get into some of the, the how to, and uh, if I might start, you know, there's, um, uh, there's some calendars that are posted in the the closed group about, you know, kind of what you can expect to feel. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, this is not a joke. This is not a meme. Some of what was most helpful to me was the calendar. Yes. And, and for me, the most profound thing was when the book and the calendar said that day, days nine through 12 are the days where statistically the people who are going to quit, quit. Something like 70% of the people who quit the program quit nine, uh, day nine to day 12. That was life-changing information because if I knew that ahead of time, it did two things. First, it, t- it triggered my nah reflex. So nah, it wasn't going to be me. I was going to quit on day 13, but I was not going to quit on day, day 11. Uh, and, and secondarily, it helped me understand that if that's what I'm feeling, this has less to do with me and my shortcomings or failures and inability to have willpower, but speaks to the chemical warfare that's going on in my body that pretty much everybody had going through at the same time. So so that's days 9 through 12, and we'll cover that maybe next week. But there's also a set of predictions <laughs> that aren't predictions. There's a set of scientific indicators that happen day one through seven and reach out to that folks. But, but Lord, for you, do you remember day one? Do you remember what day one was like? What do you, what do you have to say? I mean, I know you've did notes about the, the first few days, but walk us through a little bit of that with some how to's and some advice. I've tried to block it out of my memory. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, fair enough. They describe those first few days as the hangover. Mine lasted probably a week because mm. I didn't do enough research before I went nuts the week or two leading up before whole 30, just eating the worst food for every meal possible, which of course made the hangover worse. It was 
almost like withdrawal. I felt sick. And I just now for this time around, I'm now I understand, okay, you don't need to go, <laughs> go crazy because it'll be a lot worse. But I, I found that chart was so that calendar was so helpful just so I could prepare myself for what I, you know, not everything matches up, but that first week, yeah, there was a quote unquote hangover, but that's because think about it. I've had 34 years of just straight crap food in my body. So when you take that out, your body is basically going through withdrawal. So I know a lot of other people doing whole 30 probably didn't as <laughs> bad as I was eating, which will be a lot more beneficial because I've talked to other people. They didn't have as bad of a hangover as I did. And again, yeah. it's not an alcohol hangover. It was a food hangover. But Which does suggest something entirely different about what it is we've been eating, to your point. Yeah, it it was a huge wake up call to what I have done physiology, you know, to my body. It, it was a wake up call that how much crap was in my body. And I I gotta be clear. I would not have been able, I never thought about quitting ever. I wanted to get through it, but I think about it. That's only because I've had the support system with me. If I didn't have the gym and my family all doing whole 30 at the same time, it would have been a lot harder but we were all on the same page. We were all talking about it at the same time. You know, we're all, you know, every day, well, how are you feeling today? And how's your hangover in that first week? And it made, it made it so, so much more bearable to be able to talk so, about it with other people. And so that's important when you're talking about, when you're talking about talking about it, which is <laughs> very Neil-esque talk about talking, but when you're, the, the science of that isn't when you meet up with each other and you tell, oh, this is hard or, oh, this is, what I hear you saying is being very intentional about, hey, it's been an hour. Here's what's changed. Uh, had a meal. Here's what I did. Is that fair? That the part of this communication was very deliberate and constant. Definitely. Uh, it, Like I said, it helped that not only, you know, the gym and my family that goes to the gym, but my mom and dad were doing it too. And my mom is a member of the life class now, but my dad doesn't go to the gym or work out. So that was so important that they were in on it too, so that we could constantly keep in touch. Since I, you know, we weren't at the gym, we weren't, you know, posting about it. It was just more us talking and, and not necessarily keeping each other accountable. Yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of, have you, did, did you break? But it really was, how are you feeling? How's it going? Type of checking in on each other constantly. And now that I've kind of, I have to say I've inspired some friends outside the gym who don't even live in this area, our area to do whole 30. And I'm checking in on them. Like, how's it going? And they're just like, I'm feeling great. I'm loving it. So I, that helps a lot to be able to, you got, I feel like you got to have a buddy almost, you know, it's, and especially it's in a household too. I'm sure it's very hard. You know, if you live with other people, you kind of need to all do it. (laughs) It would be a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to draw out a couple of things that I that I hear you saying that I think are really helpful. From the outside perspective, there is a piece. If I'm speaking skeptically and imma- from my immature side, which is you know my larger side, <laughs> it seems that when people are doing whole thirty, there's a little bit of um, kind of self congratulating. You know, hey, I'm doing this. Here's what I'm doing. I want to just say, if you haven't done the experience yet. Um, please reevaluate that because it's not so much as look at me um, 
Here's what I'm right. doing. It's look at me. I could use some help. Look at me. Um, I'm being about as uh, transparent as I can. And look at me. I'm at a point. It's it not even look at me so much as anybody out there who knows what I'm feeling. I'd love your help, which is which is in itself a wonderful uh, transformative experience. Yeah. Um, I like, I like you decided not to do like the oceanfront ramp entry into the pool, getting deeper and deeper as I went, but decided to like jump in the deep end was like, uh, uh, honey, I'm doing it today. I had a really bad workout and I got saw my before picture and I'm not waiting and I'm doing it that night. My aunt from out of town came in and uh, insisted on making dinner. And, and she's one of those, like some aunts that we have is not going to, um, really listen to whether or not that's a helpful thing. And so as I'm kind of squirming around the kitchen, I said, oh, I, I can't eat that. I'm doing Whole30. So, oh, you're doing Whole30. I've done Whole30. You're going to have a great month. I'll be praying for you. <laughs> she said it kind of is misleading. It's it's really not that hard. That's more about my aunt. Okay. Okay. She's the daughter of the one taking us in the back of church, but, but enough of my life testimony. Um, she jumped in and she gave me three tips. Um, she said the same thing that Coach David said earlier that day. Don't let yourself go hungry. <laughs> if you're still hungry, keep eating. For the yeah. first week while you're getting used to what to eat, don't worry about trying to you know, just, just eat something that, that David said. She said, go get Whole30 ketchup. Because when you miss something, you won't believe how much you miss ketchup, but anything you could get, Whole30 mayonnaise, and, and again, recognizing that some of the wisdom is not trying to replace, I, you know, Tony, who will be listening to this, I'm not trying to go against you. I'm just, right. for the first week, for those of us that jumped into the pool in the deep end, doing anything that feels comfortable and home uh, will help a lot. And, um, the other thing she said was sweet potatoes. Cause when you miss your candy, you'll be amazed at how many sweet potatoes, what are some of the little cheeky things that you found? Because listen, yeah. the point is not to game the system, but I will say this. The point of the first week is to freaking survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, what were some of your keys to survival during the first few days? Well, first of all, I'm glad you brought up about you know, with social media, because every day I posted on my Instagram story, my food, and it was not look at me, it was an accountability thing. Because I've seen, Ooh. you know, so many years people post, oh, my run or this or that. And it's like, why do you need to, are you looking for attention? I get it now. Yes. You're not looking for attention. It's accountability. And then yes, I would have people reach out to me outside the gym. Oh, I did whole 30. It's you're going to love it. It's going to be so great. So yeah, I had the same experience and I, that's, I'm so glad that we do that at CrossFit Fort Pierce, that we do share yeah. those, those food photos and it also helps inspire people. So on the flip, so the other thing is I had mentioned, I always just do takeout. You know, I go to mm. restaurants. That's the way I live. I don't have, I don't have kids. I got to cook for, thank God. No offense, everyone yeah. else, but I started cooking and I've never cooked I don't wow. make food at home. I had to learn how to, first of all, I had to learn how to grocery shop correctly. Then I had to <laughs> learn how to meal prep, which is a huge process that I'm still mastering. And then cooking. And I ate food that I would have never eaten otherwise. Sweet potatoes, never liked them in my life. Now I love them. I can, you know, mm. ooh, you know, bake one and do either the butter and salt and pepper or do the sweet route and do, you know, the butter and the, and the cinnamon. So speaking of butter, that's the thing. That was my trick. My only little trick that I 
found there's this, there's a butter that's whole 30 approved. And I know we're not supposed to be replacing things, but that would be my one little, my one little thing, because I still need butter on some things. And this stuff yeah. is delicious. And I, and after my whole 30 ended, I have never eaten real butter again. I stick with this butter now. So yeah, you're not really supposed to try to trick these little things, you know, if you know, you don't do butter, but on the flip side, I made that a permanent change in my life. So I'm okay with that. You yeah. know, there's some things that I just won't go back to. I don't have cheese yeah, in my I, house anymore. Never thought I would go a day without cheese and I don't eat cheese anymore. So Yeah. And, and while I, I think that's part of why we do it over and over again is that for it's not I could stand to use, lose X more pounds again. It's the next time I do it, I want to focus on this development, this aspect of my relationship with myself or my food or my training. Yep. And um, Tony and I have talked about before, and I just take credit because he said it while I recorded. Um, but Tony's talked before about you know just getting started. And the fear of failure or the fear of not being perfect that we think then is failure mm -hmm. keeps us from trying. And so, again, we're not trying to uh, help you cheat the system in some senses, uh, although I'm okay with that. Because the bigger issue is um, we're, we're, we're trying to help provide a platform where we're encouraging people to get started. Uh, you know, there's so much more benefit if you do it anyway as opposed to doing it the perfect way. There's ways to do it right without doing it perfectly. And, and so these are some of the ways. And by the way, for those of you that are, um, are perhaps uncomfortable or not in a situation where you're able to be posting through your social media, I would say that's part of what we're using the, the, the closed Facebook group for or, or have a, a text chat where you're sending each other uh, um, your, your meals. I know there are folks waiting for me to send my lunch because it, not hearing from me would have been that I'd gone off the wagon. So, so find yeah. yourself an accountability network. Um, and, and again, start, we can do anything for, I, I can remember saying at the end of the first day, holy crap, I did it. Like I ate more vegetables in a day, you know, two handfuls than I've eaten in a whole year. I did it. Yep. <laughs> well, if I did it once, I could probably do it one more time. And it, it yeah. really comes that one small victory at a time. So, uh, Lori, anything else? I mean, this has been awesome. I feel like we could have a whole other series once we figure out how to kick Tony out of this little project. But in the meantime, anything that. else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I know we're just talking about the beginning now, but I do want to talk about the very end because, I mean, mm. two things. When I did the Whole30 back in January – I had, it was, it worked out perfectly to where it ended right before my birthday. And so I was like, oh, I'll drink on my birthday. And what, you know, I didn't do the true reintroduction. So I'm really excited this time to do the slow reintroduction and, and see how different foods affect me that I had taken out. The other thing is, um, I was one of the people who really didn't see very much numbers results. I didn't lose much, you know, weight, which weight. I yell at people all the time. Weight is stupid. Stop weighing yourself on a scale. It means nothing. You want muscle. Yeah. So why are you weighing yourself then? And I didn't actually lose very much itches all over. I really couldn't even tell you how much I lost, but you know what? It doesn't matter right. because I dropped two sizes and that right mm -hmm. there, I could see the difference in my body. I could see how much stronger I was. And it's all those other lifestyle changes that will stay with me forever now. So it's so much more than just the weight, the scale, the inch, even the inches, because I transformed myself in so many ways, the numbers really didn't even matter, even though yeah. I 
still took them this time. So, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 well, I mean, you got to have something to, something yeah. to talk about. Something, you know, I, it was interesting. I spent 30 days and, and by the way, I mean, we're just giving you a, a, a few of the samples, uh, you know, when they tell you day 13, you start having dreams about food. I don't even eat Oreos and was dreaming about Oreos. Yes, I had the food dream. I had the dream where I woke up and I go, oh my God. Oh wait, that was a dream. I didn't eat anything bad. And my mom, same thing happened with her. We had those, we had those slip up dreams. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, if science is able to predict this again, what does it say about what we've been doing to our bodies? Um, yep. I do want to say Tiger Blood, read the book, get the calendar. Tiger Blood is so Tiger worth blood. it. And I spent 30 days waiting for the end and I don't, I can remember getting to day 30 and deciding, but I don't want to have that reward food. Like all I could think about was just not wanting to let go of how good I felt physically, which Same. sounds so corny. It sounds like I'm on Oprah's book club. Now a birthday is different or you, know, when you go on a trip, you have food, but, but, but the way you feel afterwards, I promise was more addicting to me than anything I've ever eaten. And again, uh, my food addictions can cover a whole other podcast. So it's not as if that wasn't a strong pull no, for no. me. So. I'm glad you said that because I want to be clear. My plan was to go crazy on my birthday because I'm done with Whole30 and it's my birthday. Yeah. And I get to my birthday and I'm like, um, I don't want to stop doing this. And yeah. I had one beer. That was the only bad thing I had on my birthday was one beer because I wanted to keep it up. I really liked the, I, I mean, it changed my whole life. So why would I stop? But I knew I needed to. And for the most part, honestly, after Whole30, it did change. Most of my meals were Whole30. And I still treat myself to my, you know, my couple beers on Thursday nights at Trivia. And, you know, maybe a little fun on the weekends. It was not until we decided that we were going to do this again at the gym that I started eating bad again. Because I'm like, you know, you should enjoy when I'm told I can't do something. Then let me get all the fried chicken and the macaroni and cheese. So... Hopefully I won't have a bad hangover this time though. <laughs> she cannot be controlled, but it does not mean she is not in control. So Love it. Lord, oh, I love it, Neil. <laughs> there it is, Jeeple. You know, when we say we're lucky to have this stronger together family, Lori Blanford has to be one of the reasons why. Please don't hesitate to reach out to Lori for support or additional conversation or really to anybody. It's what we do and it's how we do. Speaking of family, let me tell you about next week's episode. I'm not saying I'm going to be talking about Tony behind his back, but I will be talking about his mama. Well, technically I'll be talking to his mama. Next week, Barb DiGirolamo, CFFP member and our Whole30 recipe aficionado will join me and Tony to talk about surviving the dreaded days 9 through 12. Not just surviving, but thriving with recipes and flavors that taste too good to be true, but feel as real and pure as can be. Till then, enjoy your weekend, take care of each other, and please, eat anti-inflammatory good, live well, and don't forget to make a little time to be back.